The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Starting and sustaining a business is hard, whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up. You're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on Voice America. So grateful to have you guys come back each and every week and listen to me and my special guests that I have. And today, of course, is no different. But I always like to start off with some hope and inspiration, and here we go for the day. Did you know that uh, well-behaved women rarely make history? And I think we'll find that out today because we're talking with a women business owner, and, and not even... When we say when I say that well-behaved women, we don't mean like, you know, well-behaved. But I'm talking about people that women that want to step outside the box, maybe step outside and do things differently. But also believe when others doubt, work when others refuse, stay when others quit, and you will win when others lose. And a lot of times for us women, people expect us to be housewives or, you know, the moms that we have to be, which is great. I know I myself like to do that. But also um, now in our day and age, we go out and we make just as much or more money as the men do. But also we need to go out and start businesses. I'm really passionate about women starting businesses and women own businesses. And today I'm really honored to have my guest Renee Eidenschink on the line with me. She is a local to my area and she is a woman business owner. And I can't wait for her to tell you her story about how she played business when she was young you know most of us were playing house and playing other things and she was actually playing business when she was about 10 years old and I'm going to let her tell the story but it was so ironic because a lot of times what we think and do when we're children is what comes to fruition when we're adults when we don't even know it intuitively we don't even know when we're children what you know that we're doing that and it's all going to come to uh come to a head later on in life so as my mentor tells me what you think of when you're a child like for me politics when i was five and six years old i lived by by the governor's mansion and now i'm in politics and businesses i mean yeah that's how we do it so renee Eidenshake, welcome to my show go for it and you are a career i mean you've had so many different things in your career you've been an underwriter a marketing and branch manager and you've also been a coo and other executive positions plus you've served on numerous church and nonprofit boards but then after 30 plus years you decided to open up your own business so renee welcome to my show go for it <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's um, when you say all that, I'm going, "Wow, I'm exhausted already." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes when we look back and we write our own bios, we're like, "What the heck has it been that long? It doesn't seem yeah, like that did, long." Did I, did I do all that? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been an it's been a great journey. Great journey. And Renee and I met because we have the same one of our local business coaches who also does 
a mastermind retreat once a quarter. And I remember you and another gentleman, uh, Jeff, we're, you guys were talking about profit, uh, uh, board of directors. So you've been on a lot of nonprofit boards. You've been on board of directors. And that really, because at that time when you guys were talking about it, I was just starting to step onto board of director positions. So that just intrigued me to the fact that I'm like, I have to rise up to the same level as Renee. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, yeah, it takes a, it, it, it's been, like I said, it's been a great journey. It takes a lot of energy and persistence and endurance and, and um, you know, never, never say, ne- never let it get you down. Just keep going. Just go to the next, go to the next. Um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. That's the one thing that sometimes I have to learn, and I, I'm sure other people do the same thing. But we have to learn next. You know, something doesn't turn out the way we want it to be. We just have to learn to say next. And yeah. you have done that. You have done that a lot. Of course, we all have, but you have done that a lot. And so tell the tell my audience, and I have a worldwide audience, but tell my audience a lot about like what. First of all, well, we'll talk about well, how you played business when you were younger, but what what your history is and, you know, how you kind of got from there to here. And I know that covers, you know, quite a bit. And But kind of give a short synopsis of from there to where you're at today. Okay. um, Well, a little bit about my background is um, I grew up on a farm. I think that gave me a lot of um, ability to understand hard work. I know people say, well, farmers aren't the only ones that work hard, but when you, when you are relying on the, f- the fruit of the ground, it is different than in a business. Um, it, it's more nature. Um, you have to deal with those type of catastrophes or profits from the, from the storms and, and lack of rain, etc. But I think the most important thing is, is I worked with my father a lot. Um, I was the middle child, <laughs> which middle childs, you know, of children, if anybody's listening, you, are, you fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my father was a traditionalist, um, so he taught in a traditional manner, meaning you, he didn't teach you how to do it. He, he did it, and now you have to figure it out yourself. So a lot of that, through all that, working with my dad, I figured it out. Everything I've mm-hmm. done, I've had to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I'm thankful for that because I think that's a lost art. Um, a lot of people... Especially younger generations, they want people to show them, mm-hmm. and um, it doesn't work that way. You you got to figure things out, and I think that having that skill set early on and being mentored by my dad in that way was was a really a gift that I didn't realize until later on. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what we're, when we're given gifts as children, of course, we don't realize that, but our parents know best. And when we get older, then we realize we're like, oh, yeah, thankfully they yeah. did ta- teach me that even, you know, either bad or good. They taught me that. So either I could run from it or I could excel with it. And so good for you. And you're right. I mean, not only farmers kids are hardworking, but, you know, even I was a, a city kid, but we had, you know, we had to work. We had to work hard. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. So, you know, we did the chores and we did what we needed to do. And then I started working at a young age. But I am really intrigued with my mom grew up on a farm. So she, you know, she actually valued the hard work and taught us hard work as well. But also, 
how your dad structured you to make you figure it out on your own at that when you were little did you like get mad go gosh darn it dad just show me how to do it no not really because you know at that time in my life in the 60s you had so much respect you never you never um talked back you never mm-hmm. asked questions uh, you just you just did you know you just worked alongside him, and if he said, here, hold this, and we're going to sharpen this sickle, um, you figured out what angle you had to hold it at. Because if you didn't, then, you, of course, he would say, well, that's not right. Well, what is right? You never asked him the question, what is right? You just figured it out. Mm, and so gotcha. those little nuggets, um, you know, again, you've kept figuring it out all along. Mm-hmm, and that, mm-hmm. you know, that probably kind of led me into my my inspiration as a child to own a business. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that ironic? It's something that we've learned, you know, instinctively when you're little is now is helping you fulfill your, uh, your uh, future, really. Yes. And yeah. so... So tell tell the audience a little bit. So you're you're raised on a farm, and then when you got out of high school, did you decide at that point you're going to start a business? Or well, it looks like you you work for a bunch of other companies. But what um, made you, you know, decide? I, I've always had you know as and in in my story, um, I, I tell the story about uh, as a child of ten, I I did play games of I called business and pretended I was a business owner. I always had an aspiration of doing something more than the farm. I wanted to, um, I I was enamored with um, when we would go to town, we call it going to the nearest local town of 10,000 population, that was a big deal. And we didn't get there very often, only once a month. And so I always was just in awe over um, that feeling. And I wanted to, I, I wanted to be in that place. That's where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be on the farm. I wanted to be in a place where I could experience more and and always experience more, experience more, experience more. That was my goal. So when I when I got out of high school, I went to a, um, a tech school, and it was a business school, and wanted to go into business or wanted to do something in the business field, and my career then started... Um, ironically, in insurance. It wasn't mm-hmm. what I said, that's what I wanted to do. It just was a position that was open at the time. And I said, well, let's give this a try. And I, I got a job. I got a real mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think through that whole career, I, I wanted to be professional. I wanted to be um, a standout. I wanted to be more than just um, eight to five. I wanted to learn. I wanted to get as much knowledge as I possibly could to go on to the next level. I've always was, a, you know, a climber, and let's see what else we can do with what we've learned. And And I was recognized early on in my career. Um, after a couple of years, I was probably one of the first women to um, do speaking engagements and do training with field agents and those type of things for my company. Nobody ever did that before. They never took a woman along. They Even my boss would say, you know, I don't know, we've never had a woman along. So it was interesting back then to travel with men and, and be in that environment and be respected. And, and I just, I really, um, that, that, was, that was satisfying my inner spirit. That's what I mm-hmm. wanted. 
but mm-hmm. with all that comes more challenges. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, through my career, I was uh, sold. The company that I worked for was sold, and, and after 18 years, it was devastating, but um, because it was a change. And, and, of course, they always say change is good, and it was good. I excelled tremendously with the second company and was on the board for a billion-dollar premium company of 1,600 employees back in the 90s and ended up uh, traveling all over the United States and making major decisions, which some were um, humanly hard because we had to do layoffs or relocations or new decisions and to make it more profitable for the stockholders. And, mm-hmm. and um, so that was, that was difficult and, and yet um, very inspiring and and I just continued to, like I said uh, early on, is to they call it breaking the glass ceiling. As a woman, I don't know if I really broke a glass ceiling. I think I mm-hmm. cracked it, but I certainly, um, I certainly was inspired to continue learning and growing, and, and you know, just a sponge, do whatever I can to do more, something different. Um, you know, yeah. Well, that, that is so inspiring because listening to you, that is a lot how I feel too. I, I'm always tr- striving for more. I'm always experiencing more. I always want to learn more things. And listening to your story, it just resonates so much. And I'm sure it resonates with a lot of the listeners too. Because as women, it seems like, I don't know how you feel, but it seems like we're always playing catch up. And I'm not derogatory. It's not derogatory by any means, but it is the way it is. And in my generation, we're catching up and we've caught up really well. And you you have done fantastic. But I, I still know a lot of women, doesn't matter their age, they still want to have their own business or they still want to go out and do something more. A lot of times now, as I'm a I'm a um, empty nester and have been for a few years now, but a lot of, I'm talking to another gal yesterday who uh, wants to help empty nesters. But I think from your story, Renee, is being able to help, as you say, break the glass ceiling and be able to really get out there and we, you know, we can do it. As, as women, we can do that. We can break that glass ceiling. And I think you did. You know, you might think you just reached it. But I think you broke through it and you actually went and, you know, did. I mean, you've done wonderful things. And I knew when I first met Renee that her and I were going to hit it off really well. And just from her stories and a lot of times all I want to do is sit and listen. That's <laughs> because of well, the fact yeah. that you're so, you know, you've done so well and you've done great. And it's just that perseverance that you have and that tenacity that you have. I, th- I think that's the key, Joe, is the perseverance. Um, you know, some people have, I think that's a gift I've, I do have is perseverance because, uh, I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's not been without any, as many downs, as many valleys as is, is, is the hills. I mean, we've had, I've had as, I've had as many lows as highs. And every time I get a high, when I get a sale, when I land a big account, when I when I um, am able to hear from my client like I did yesterday, um, we're not going anywhere else. You've done such a good job for me. I've had people call me every day. I say no. I, there's no reason to leave. I'm very satisfied. That is my win. That is that's that's all I need is yep. to hear yep. those words and of of affirmation that I'm doing the right thing. I'm I'm pleasing the client. I'm 
giving him more tools to become more profitable and productive, and that is all I need. Um, but as many of those that I get, there are equal, probably equal or less than lows. You know, I, I look back at when I started my business in 2007, of course, I started from scratch, and my peers say to me, um, are you crazy, Renee? Nobody does this anymore. That's hard uh-huh. work. I had I had all kinds of comments. Um, the naysayers that came back mm-hmm. and said, you know, you can't do this. It's too much work. Never can be done. Mm-hmm. And um, then in 2008 and nine, when everything crashed, my husband and I were getting ready to go to work, and he and we're listening to the news. You know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and he says to me, Renee, you're never going to make it. I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, look at what's happening out here. Nobody's going to need what you have. And I stopped, and I, I put my curling iron down and said, everybody's going to need what I have to get out of this. They need mm-hmm. me more now than ever. I just have to go find them. And he's been my biggest supporter of, of through all this, obviously, because he had to be in it when we started out because it's financially hard when you start a business, you don't get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was my financial support as well as my, my spiritual support and overall support. But that, that little sentence to say, you're never going to make it, is all I needed mm-hmm. to work even harder. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to pull it up by the bootstraps and, and dig your heels in and work another couple more, more hours that night and, and just keep, keep going, you know. You have it's, to. It's yep, tremendously right. hard. I just can't mm-hmm. emphasize when people come to me and say, how did you start? How did you do it? You know, well, you do it with one foot ahead of the other every day. That's every right. Day. And Renee, we do have to go to break. So um, when we come back, I definitely want to continue on that because of the fact that we do have to keep going on every day. And sometimes when people are negative is what we're going to take to propel us to where we want to be. So ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. But if you have questions for the show, love to have you call in and give us a question right on the air. It is 1-866-472-472. 5790 or you can email me joe at joehosman.com and again my email is joe j-o so joe at joehosman.com my website is also joehosman.com ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after break think you've seen everything there is to see in online television let us surprise you visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports health business and more on demand 24 7 I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605 
800-268-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America. So happy to have you back. We have, I have a fantastic guest, Renee Eidenshink. She is local to my area, and she's also a friend of mine, but also an awesome mentor to me. And before the break, we were talking about just having that tenacity to keep moving and keep going forward. So when you start a business and you need that financial backing, and thankfully it was her husband that's with her, but sometimes... Even when there's the hard times or the crashes come, the thing is you have to dig in. You have to dig in your heels. You have to keep moving forward. And like she said before the break, even if it's spending a couple extra hours at night, five, six hours extra at night, it's your business. It's what you want to build. And if you want to be able to build it, then you need to be able to build it. And I have the saying that I read right before we uh, went, or when we first came on, is like, we have to still believe in ourselves when others have doubt. We have to work when others refuse to work. So many people just want to go spend the weekends with their friends or whatever. We need to keep working because we want to be able to build something that other people only dream about. So, Renee, thank you so much for that those that great information because, you know, as as business owners, we doubt, don't we? We doubt oh, what we're doing some days. Doubt, doubt all the time. You know, when you say that, you know, we have to keep working while other, others want to play. I remember the story when I was, um, it was, it was uh, early on in my career and I was taking classes and I have a, what they call a CPCU degree, which is like a CPA degree in, in accounting, only this is in insurance. It's the highest degree you can get. And I was studying for my test. So I'm studying for my test. It's a Sunday afternoon and the Vikings are playing and my girlfriend calls me and she is bored. She said, do you want to come on over and we'll bake while we watch, while we watch the Vikings? And I said, I'm sorry, but I got to study. And she goes, what? You mean you can't even stop and do that? you got to study? I said, no, I have to study because i got a test coming up. i got to study. Mm-hmm. So that's, I sacrificed a lot through my you know, early years. And I always say to my kids, I said, boy, I, said, I'm, I must have been a failure as a mother because I'd, I would um, put you down for bed and quick go study or, or put you in a swing and, as babies and I'd quick go study or whatever. But that's how you had to do it because you just... Mm-hmm. In order to get done what you're you're setting your goals to 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 achieve, you have to mm-hmm. do it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you have to give up. First thing my husband said to me when I said when I came to him after nine months of marriage and I was fifty three years old, I said I want to start my own business. I want to fulfill my childhood dream. He said, Well, what are you going to give up? And I looked at him like, Oh my gosh, give up. Haven't I given up enough in my life? And he was so right. Because you mm-hmm. do have to give up. You have to decide. You know, you can't go out and play golf. You can't go maybe to something on a Sunday or a Saturday because you're working that weekend. Um, you have to 
realize that, you know, this is, this is a priority if you want this to be successful. You have mm-hmm. to give up. You and have to, that, and you have that, to be able to. That was a to... big reality for me, big reality. And then you realize what's important in your life, and you realize what you really want to go after in your life. Yes, And don't you feel like you have to give it a good five years, at least five years? Yes, a good five years. There's a lot of ups and downs between those five years. Mm -hmm. And sometimes at five years, I felt like this, this, is this going to work? Is this really going to work at five years? And then I would get up the next day and, you know, start all over again. And yes, it did work. And yes, that worked. And yes, this worked. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, there was there was years in, early on in in our business. We've been in business now for ten years, and we didn't take vacations. Um, we didn't just didn't you know we, were, we 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 didn't do anything but, or I should say I didn't do anything but work. You know I and my husband stood beside me on that, which was awesome. And and you got to have a partner that's willing to do that. But um, yeah, you have to you have to. It's it it takes at least five years to get up that hill. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you're still it climbing. Does. And you're still climbing. Well, and that's it. You still have to keep climbing because once you hit one hurdle, then you you know you take you tackle the next hurdle and you do it one step at a time. Sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. half of a baby step. But we just have to keep moving, and we have to keep moving forward. And even trust me, there are setbacks. There's lots of setbacks. But like Renee said, you know, those first five years is like what. And even even after 10 years, you're sometimes thinking, what the heck? But it's when you get those awesome testimonials from, like, your client the other day. And I had one just the other day myself. I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's just, and it makes it all worthwhile. Now, you're still going to have the negativity. You're still going to have clients that aren't going to be happy with you. But just like in a job, when you have something that doesn't go right, you tackle it and you tackle it and you look, if, if you're going solo or even if you have a team around you, you know, ask for advice. Ask somebody who's done it bigger, better, bolder than you have done it, but ask them, how do I handle this situation? What do I do? And then through your own experience, you're going to figure it out. Just like Renee's figured out, I figured it out, other people figured it out, you're going to figure it out. I think one it, of the mistakes, if, if I was to go back and say one of the mistakes I've made, and people keep telling me this, I need a mentor. Well, here's, I, I don't really have a one-person mentor. I don't think I could do that because I don't believe there's any one person that has all the answers. I have several people that I talk to, but not any one person. But on the flip side of things, um, I, I do um, feel that... Um, uh, I, me being the person, I'm a high D, if anybody knows DISC, uh, personal valuations, I'm a high D, I'm a driver, but I do have a little bit of a C in me, so I do have compassion and customer mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. But that high D also comes with ego and um, with drive. Well, you need a little bit of ego if you're going to be in this world of sales. Mm-hmm. And customer service. You need a little bit of, um, I, I still can do this. I still am good. I have a lot to offer. Um, your, your ego will get pounced down a lot, but you, you need that. At the same time, you know, you need that high that personality to keep going. I, I have, people have tell, told me so many times, you know, um, why don't you just sell? Why don't you just quit? Why don't you just 
give up. My mother keeps telling me, my 93-year-old mother keeps telling me, Renee, sell, get, just quit. I couldn't do that. I, it's, just not, it's just not who I am. It's not in my DNA. Uh, my dad was 89 before he quit. <laughs> before oh, wow. He retired. Uh-huh. Before he retired and lived another seven years. Um, you know, it just isn't that easy when it's in your DNA. You can't quit. You can't stop. And customers will come and say, you know, um, we, we don't want your services anymore. Although I'm fortunate enough to have a very strong customer base. I'm very, I'm very fortunate with that. Um, people have been with me for 10 years and uh, would be beyond. But, you know, the people on the outside, well, your peers, your, your um, you know, they're the ones that are going to be the naysayers because they need that to show their customers that, well, you don't want to go with Renee. You don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. I just smile. And if I do lose a customer, you know, I, I, I do it with a smile because you never know. They'll be back. Maybe it's not what they thought it was. Maybe the service is not what they thought they were going to be getting. Um, I, I'm, and, uh, hey, that happens, you know. We can't please everybody. So I'm, I'm willing to let that go. And, and, but at the same time, don't do it begrudgingly just let it go just mm-hmm. just you know be grateful you had the opportunity to serve them while you did and and now it's somebody else's turn that's right and a lot of times what will happen is they might not need your service or maybe didn't understand what your service was at the time but they're going to refer other people to you exactly and when they realize that maybe other people are looking for the service that you have that they will refer and that's happened to me several times I've lost a client, but yet I've gotten two or three in return because of the fact that they've referred people to me. So don't ever think it as a negative toward you, which we all do. It's, it's just human nature, and I've done it myself. But as Renee says, take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a smile on your face and say thank them for giving you the opportunity to serve them. And it's and then, really hard when you really need that revenue, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it I've is. got employees, so I need revenue to make those payrolls, and it's very difficult to smile as they walk out the door. But I've seen it happen over and over. As they smile and walk out the door, they, you're exactly right, Joe. They either give you the referral or they're back after a couple years. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is hard because I've had that same issue. And you're like, oh, no, but, you know. Out with the old, in with the new, really. Mm-hmm. And once a good one leaves, another, oh, somebody better will step into this place. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. um, you know, I always say it's in God's plan because it is that way. I mean, it is a way that um, maybe that client really wasn't your fit. I've had clients that I've had to fire, and they mm-hmm. were big clients with big revenues to our organization, but it was a situation that... Um, they were, I call them time suckers, where they would take more of my time than I could give my other clients. And it's just like um, I, I felt, and, and my employees, and I've apologized to my employees for allowing that to happen. And I, I seen the dollar signs, and it's so hard to walk away from the dollar signs when you need it so badly to make, to make the uh, monthly expenses. But you have to really sit back and, and really think about it, make sure that they're a good fit, because otherwise you're going to, it, it, it'll just suck your time, or it will not, you know, your, your, your um, ROI is going to be so much lower than what it should be, and you're going to 
it'll drain you. It'll take you down. Well, it's going to suck your time and your energy. Yes. And yeah. I remember the first time I had to fire a client, it was horrible. For me, it was horrifying because I'm more on the B quadrant that I like to please everybody. Yep. And, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. But it was the best thing I've ever done. Because yeah. you let that negativity out and you bring in the positivity. And a lot of times the people with the most money who think they have that upper hand will be the t- ones that suck the life mm-hmm. out of you. And the thing is, you know what? You just have to say, I'm sorry, this isn't a good fit and move on. Easier said than done some days, but really, you're better off in the long run if you mm-hmm. can figure that out. And like Renee said, she had, to, she had to apologize to her employees. I had to apologize to my family. Because mm-hmm. it took so much time from, away from my family. And, you know, after that, I, but also with every goodbye, you learn. Right, exactly. And, That's, and that is the journey. You have to learn from those experiences. And, mm-hmm. and then share that knowledge with your other good clients. You know, I've got, we also do accounting and, and um, we have an accounting practice here as well. So we do bookkeeping and payroll. And, and I've shared that knowledge with my clients, uh, you know, time and time again. You know, is this really a good contract for you, Mr. Business Owner, because you're not making the return on your investment that you, you, you can make with another business, you know, owner. And so I, I really am able to, it's hard, you know, those hard decisions in, in, cause you want the sale and you want that revenue and you want all that, but you have to pick and choose because, um, in the long run, it has to be healthy for your employees, for your business and for you. Mm-hmm. Amen, because it does. And if it's not, you're going to start losing employees. And once you lose employees, then your ROI is going to go down because then you're going to spend more time training and getting a new employee in. And then it just it is, yeah, so good for you. That is wonderful. Now, I, I read something that you did not even know sales when you decided to get into this business. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I had not been on the sales side ever in, in like... Uh, what, 30 years of, of my career and the first 30 years. And so I'm going, oh, my gosh, I got to sell. And mm-hmm. I had one of my peers come to me one time and said, well, I suppose you can learn how to sell. I don't know if you can do it, Renee. But <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> one of my naysayers, and, and um, he was my competitor. I shouldn't say my peers, my competitor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, um, I, don't, I, I don't know if you can do that because you always have been in control of, of risk and not, and not having to service it and not sell it. And I thought, well, i got to learn this then. So mm-hmm. I did take some sales courses and some, you know, I bought some, Tony Robbins um, sales techniques, and I still do it today. I still flip in one of his CDs today and listen to some of the techniques. I just took a sales class a year, uh, year and a half ago, uh, six months class that was, you know, helped me bring in fine tune some of the things. And some of the things that reassured me in what I did do was right, and some of the things that sh- assured me in, in. Um, telling me what I needed to change. But I think the most important thing that I've learned about learning sales is be humble, be truthful, and 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 just let your spirit be from the heart and show the compassion you have for them and helping them. I think that's that's all there is to it. We try to make sales such a 
you know, a technique. But it, if you just have those little bit of nuggets of qualities, you can, you can make a sale. People mm-hmm. want to do business with those they know and trust. Mm-hmm. And that exactly. and building trust is those nuggets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And building that trust and really, yeah, be humble and be, be truthful. And you're right. People like to do business with people they know and trust. And if they feel like they can trust you with their, their whatever it is, their financial, even better, first of all, their financial. But anyway, you're making a sale. People usually, it usually involves money. And to, for everybody, that's very personal. And so once they feel like they can know and trust you, then they will they will part with their money to buy whatever it is, good product or service that you have. And so good for you, Renee. It, it, I'm doing actually the same thing. I'm not a natural salesperson, I don't feel. So I'm actually doing a lot. I, I go on YouTube a lot and I watch Tony Robbins and I watch some other people just so I can learn the art of sales. Really? Yeah. Because every day we're selling. Every day. It doesn't matter if you're in the profession of selling, but every day we're selling. Either you like something you bought or you didn't like something or something. You know, there's always, you're selling something almost every day. Exactly. And, um, I, and that's, again, my, my thirst for knowledge has mm-hmm. been helpful that I have that, um, that instinct to do that. And so mm-hmm. I'm always grabbing on anything I can read. Um, I do read a lot of leadership books, a lot of sales technique books, um, and uh, anything I can read that would um, give me that, imp- empower me or give me some techniques in, in what, what the consumer is looking for in, in, mm-hmm. a, in, a, in a trusting relationship. I, I uh, have a client that is, is not trusting and, and it's hard to, kind of hard to work with. And I, I want to sit down with him and just say to him, tell me who is your most trusted person, other than your family members, your wife or whatever. Tell me who you do business with that you trust the most. Mm-hmm. And he might say, my banker. Then I'm going to ask him, what characteristics do you like about him? And then he might mm-hmm. tell me. Then I'm going to say, I want to be that. Tell me, mm-hmm. you know, because... I want to figure out why he doesn't trust me. Mm. And, 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 and Renee, you know, we do have, we actually have to go to break. So when we come yeah. back, let's finish that conversation because I want to know more about that. So ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for the show, give us a call at one 472 5790 or give me an email at joe at And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com. 
where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It here on Voice America. So happy to have you back to my show and with my wonderful guest, Renee Eidenschink, today. We are talking about, well, really about perseverance, but also now we've been talking about sales and what it takes to get a sale. And when Renee started her business at age 53, and she had to go back and take sales courses and read books, and she's still doing it to this day. So, Renee, before we went to break, you were talking about a gentleman that you were trying to earn his trust. And so I, I hated to even go to break, but I had to. <laughs> so talk, maybe let's start over from where that was to uh, how you earned his trust. Well, where we started was, was it's just a fairly new client. It was a referral, and in, um, this started in a, a, a last October. We started doing business together, and um, I, I could tell early on that he was all about price. And my philosophy is: is you you live by price, you die by price. Price is not the only. Um, element in the sale and it's not the only element in a, in a business relationship. So I tried to establish, you know, our relationship and he, he liked the idea he was doing business with the business owner. So I got that. He likes, he likes to move it up the ladder. Okay, I get it. But then the next thing was is after we did business and we also, he really appreciate, appreciated our service. He said he's never had service like this before and anything he's ever done with, his, with this type of business. Now, a month ago, here we come around a full year. He's asking me for information because he wants to remarket his business. And I'm like, well, what, what went wrong? You know, so my next step is to sit down with him and ask him, okay, what is it about what we've done this past year? And I, and I usually do what I call a stewardship a report. I show him what we've done for him this past year. This is what we've done. These are the services we offered, and this is the information we gave you that you that you asked, and we gave it to you in a timely fashion. After I present that, I'm going to say to him, "Tell me, t- tell me who who is the most trusted business partner you have, or business person, or people that you do business with. I don't care who it is. It could be the electrical company. It could be your banker. I don't care. But just tell me about them." And I'm going to drill down on the characteristics of this person. And then I'm going to ask him, what about those characteristics do I not have? Mm-hmm. And what about what I've done for you in the past is not what you needed? Or is it not that, you know, do, do you not trust that we are going to bring you the best price and service? And, and just see where that goes. I think we need to make other business owners recognize the fact that if you trust somebody, why would you leave them? And if he doesn't trust me, then I think he should leave me. Um, if I haven't done what he did, I think he should leave me. But I think it's, it's drilling down and making them think about their decision process. 
And sometimes if it's, if it is a person that's going to live by price and live by price alone, then I can't do business with them either because that's mm-hmm. not how we do business. Mm-hmm. And this particular individual has a, a little bit different, is a different culture that I'm not, uh, have worked with in the past. And also, um, I've noticed this same type of scenario with different, um, um, what I want to say, like the, like a baby boomer versus a millennial. Um, I I sometimes feel like um, the millennial is not interested in doing business with me as a baby boomer, and I want to say, you know, I'm the person you should do business with because of the journey I've had in my life. I got a lot of knowledge and information mm-hmm. I can share with you and help you become more productive and profitable. And that's that's another obstacle to overcome is the generational gaps that we sometimes get involved with when we're when we're conducting business it is and sometimes the baby well i'm not the baby uh, the millennial the younger generation the millennials and i'm not saying just for the millennials i mean i even when i was younger i i and i shouldn't say respect um i'm trying to find the word but anyway but they they want to do it their own way and they mm-hmm. want to, you know, that generation wants to do things their own way. And that's okay to a point, but we still all have to survive and thrive in this world. And so when they want to do business with somebody like me or like Renee, they they have to conform all to our rules. And they don't always like that. And so don't you feel like that's a totally different generation than what we've had before in the past? Whereas, oh, yeah. And, yeah. and their learning style is different, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all different. I agree with that. And so now trying to, um, again, I was never taught. I had to figure it out myself. And the diff- and there's generations that want to be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's harder for me for a person that never was taught. And so I don't know how to teach. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's good for me, very good for me to, to mm-hmm. learn that skill set. And I, I think I'm better than I was 10 years ago. So this owning your own business has definitely mm-hmm. brought out those um, deficiencies in my skill set and made me better who, who I am today because of that. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Yeah. I actually have friends. I've got three or four friends who work for bigger companies, and, and they're my age. Uh, and what's happening is now their bosses are late 20s, early 30s. So their, sup- their direct supervisors are, you know, oh. yeah, tw- late 20s, early 30s. Which is fine. I, I have nothing against that. The fact is, though, being my age and above, sometimes we're maybe a little bit more uh, stubborn <laughs> to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. We're more stubborn to change. Whereas that younger generation, they have, they don't have that life experience, so they're actually more adapt to change, and they like change, and that's how they move on with life. And so we have to take each generation how they are. And work, and we all try to need to work coherently together. And so, from but learning that each generation and how they operate is you're right. That's how we need to learn to um, uh, work each day with you know a, a, every generation. And I think it's been that way for generations before us. But now that we're in the the uh, the thick of it, is we really have to do that. And I know when. The younger people have to work with the older people. They go, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> something I've learned in sales, too. I've had salespeople in my office um, selling for me, and um, I, I, some I, I just didn't agree at all with their, with their processes because they're, they're, you know, they're the, 
either the X generation or millennials in there, and they, they, they do sales or they do it by my buddies. I'm doing business with my buddies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't do it that way. I do business with everybody. I don't create friendships first, sales second. I create, mm-hmm. it's a business. It's all about business. Mm-hmm. And I create mm-hmm. the trust and the relationship and, and the sales. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, I, but I've, I've learned to let that go and allow that process to happen and let them sell in their own style mm-hmm. as long as they make the numbers. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. You know? And, ha- and that, has that become easier for you now that you've done that? Yes, it has become easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard right to it's hard to there. change. It really is. It's hard mm-hmm. to adapt. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, for everybody to adapt. It's hard for right. uh, exactly. a thirty year old young man that is good at sales to adapt to my uh, me being a woman and also um, my my business sense. You know, so mm-hmm. obviously it, it's hard for everybody. We just all have to work together on it. You know, it's just it's no one's right. No one's perfect it's it's just you have to just work together on it you do and and the same thing yeah nobody's perfect no generation is perfect (laughs) none before us were perfect none after us will be perfect and the thing is we just have to work coherently together and get along and unfortunately the older you get which i'm finding myself the more kind of stuck we are and but Mm -hmm. you know good for you for opening up your your mind and opening up your senses to know that this is how it's going to be for the millennials and and I don't like to classify everybody as a millennial even though that's just their generation because they're hardworking. They, I mean, they are. The ones that I know are hardworking. They all have great jobs. They're all doing great and but, I mean, there's people my age that are lazy. <laughs> there's people, yeah. you know, that are 80 years oh, old yeah. who have been lazy their whole life. So, I mean, we, <laughs> I, I, I just don't like to classify everybody into one generation, but that's the way it is. So, yeah. but now for me, I work solo, but yet I have um, virtual people. So I have virtual mm-hmm. people that work for me all across the country. And it's it just depending on their attitude and I can tell right away if they're going to work. Sometimes people who are more hesitant actually will work out better in the long run because they sit and they process it. They think about it. They ask questions. Whereas a person that just jumps right into it and says, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do it right now. They're the ones that sometimes go, okay, you need to back off a little bit, you know, because let's process this a little bit. Now, do you find that same way with employees that you hire? Yes, I I do. Um, you know, and that's a good point about working solo. I like to talk about that a little bit as far as a solo business owner. But I do have to back off on um, you know. Let's. I, w- I want to hear their opinions and hear how they would do it. Matter of fact, when we set up one department in the insurance office, I just let the lady take it and run with it. I said, "You're good at it. I don't need to. You know." I don't need to micromanage you. You go ahead and do it all. And she did. She did a great job. Um, you know, so I, I'm okay with it as long as I get the end results and let me do my job, and that's create sales. But when you talk, getting back to this um, solo, I've had, I have had owned other businesses in partnership. They didn't do very well because it was a partnership, and we both we had different uh, ideas, and we owned, we, um, we were, I, I reach out my hands across 
my sides because we were going opposite directions. And mm. finally, after five years, I just said, no more, I can't do this. I can't. I have to work shoulder to shoulder with people. So the mm-hmm. hardest thing for me in owning my own business has been alone because um, mm-hmm. I'm a better team player than I am or team person than I shoulder to shoulder than I am solo. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had to, I've had employees that have been great shoulder to shoulder people that I've been, I just, you know, just love them dearly and just say, you know, I, I wish you were my partner because I, I just, you know, you got great ideas, but they have no interest in being a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um so it's that has been difficult, and if I could ever say to anybody, you know, people have asked me, would you rather have had a partner? I said, I would, but it has to be somebody that has like, kind, and kindred spirit as, as I do. Because I've tried it the other way, and it, I couldn't find that person. If I could find mm-hmm. the right person, yeah, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find And it. I totally so, agree. Yeah, I totally agree, because being solo, I mean... It, I'd rather have somebody too. I mean, and that's why I have people virtually so they mm-hmm. can help me out as well. But you're right. And um, Renee, we only have about three minutes until the close. So what I ask every guest, and thank you so much for a wonderful interview. You have such great insight and knowledge. It's, I love it. But what I ask every guest is, if nobody else heard anything else from this show, what are some lasting words you can leave for them? Oh, boy. Well, first of all, Take hold and grab everything you can to learn more, and don't ever stop. Um, secondly, don't be afraid. Jump in it with both feet. Everything is figure outable. Everything can like be figured that. out. Mm-hmm. Do not mm-hmm. hesitate that if I don't know the answer right now, I can't do it. You won't know the answer right away. You have to work in it and figure it out because everything can be figured out. My, new, my, my motto has always been everything's figure outable. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I guess I would say, you know, um, have faith in yourself. Um, you know, don't live by fear. Live by faith and and if you're going to, you know, fear will always be there. That's the devil's work. Fear is mm-hmm. always going to be pecking at you because you're going to think, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do if I can't make payroll? What if I can't make this expense? How am I going to do that? You're always going to have that pecking at you. You have to put that aside. You have to take it. I always say I take it in my hand, put it in my pocket, and um, it's, out, it's out of the sight. And just focus mm-hmm. on, focus, focus, focus on what's going to make um, you faithful to your customers and faithful to your business plan and faithful to your employees every day, every single day. Wow. Thank you so much, Renee. You have been a light of inspiration. And Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, take, take her advice. And she has pearls of wisdom all throughout this interview. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, for more information for Renee, her website is www.thinkashurgo.com. And so thank you so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My website, as you know, is johosman.com. I do have a free gift for you there called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. That's a free ebook, and all you have to do is uh, put your name and email in there, and it's all yours. And always, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day, check out, again, my website. And I also have a a free 15-minute go-for-it discovery strategy coaching session that will let's help you get to where you want to be at because I am also a multiple streams of income expert and can help you get to where you want to be next in your life. So always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go forth and be great today and always. Until next week, God bless. Thank you for listening to Go For It. 
Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.